Welcome to the Triple D Podcast, Donuts, Disability, and Discourse, where host Michael Liner talks to the best in the business about community, impact, business, and donuts. Here's your host, Michael Liner. Welcome back to another episode of the Triple D Podcast, Donuts, Disability, and Discourse. I have a special guest today, somebody who doesn't exactly fit with the disability part of what we do, but does definitely fit with the overall message, which is trying to have local business leaders and people that are, you know, always next level thinkers. So I'm, I'm really excited today to have my next door neighbor, Joe, <laughs> sounds like a little, you know, uh, doodle podcast, but, uh, you know, Joe Bradley, who certainly fits with, you know, the, the, the big time thinking um, element of our podcast. Thank you so much for being on here today, it's a, Joe. It's a, it's an absolute honor, my friend. Yeah. So tell us, tell us, give us some background. Tell us about uh, who you are. What's what's your business acumen that makes you worthy of sitting at a table with wow. me? Wow, what a question. I think uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a humble sales guy. At the end of the day, okay. but I, I've been in the um, ingredient business for almost two decades. I have a company called Step Change Innovations, um, two-year-old company. Um, we're a consulting firm for ingredient companies. Yeah. And it is a extremely fun, rewarding industry to be in. It's kind of under the radar in a lot of respects, but it's incredibly important considering um, the focus on health, wellness, and longevity. Now... Before you started Step Change, you were part of the, the management team of another local company before. Sure. I, I was senior vice president of a probiotic company called Ganaden. Yeah. Ganaden was a pioneer in the whole probiotic craze for food, beverage, and dietary supplements. Um, we sold the business back in 2017 to, to Carry Group out of Ireland. Um, it was I, it was a roller coaster time um, when we started the business. You know, I, I think the average consumer didn't know, couldn't tell. You know, if you said probiotics, they looked at you like, huh? Yeah. What is that? But we were we were really you know cowboys pioneers in terms of you know building that business up when we started. Again, the idea of putting a probiotic in anything outside of yogurt was seen as ludicrous. And uh, nobody wanted to work with us. Learned a lot of, learned a lot of lessons. Um, had a lot of doors slammed in my face. And uh, by the time we sold the business, we were in over 2,000 products globally. And really, you know, you could go down and, and, and I guess this is rewarding and it led to my next business. I mean, you could go down any grocery aisle in the country, um, dare I say, the world at this point, and see a product that we developed um, or pioneer or an application that we pioneered featuring probiotics. And this is Ganadin. This was Ganadin, and and really, step changes taking the lessons that we learned from Ganadin, yeah, and applying that on a grander scale. The way I would describe step change is a sales accelerator for ingredient companies. So we work with, I mean, some of the largest ingredient companies in the world to, you know, venture-backed startups, all with helping them develop programs 
and, and strategies for commercialization of their new ingredient, or in, in some cases, black sheep ingredients. Ingredients that nobody wants, a la the probi- you know, what I learned from the probiotic industry. So I want to I rewind for a second to something that you just mentioned, which honestly, and, and you and I sit and talk hours a week, which is always, I'm lucky to be able to have you as a neighbor to bounce my ideas off of and that kind of stuff. But I didn't know about all the no's that you've heard. And, you know, when, when I listen to a lot of like business leaders, people, you know, they always say that, for example, you know, real strong people are built as paper boys or people who had to go door to door salesmen, because you'll hear no 90 times before you hear one yes. And you've just got to be able to like get excited about those no's. What was that like? So when people are slamming doors in your face or telling you no, what, what were you selling and why were they saying no at the time? So it, it's funny. I was in my, call it mid-20s when I started with Ganaden. And we really, you know, we all, the, the team that came together, we were, um, we all came from different industries, but um, I had a biotech background. I was doing medical sales. And, I, and there were, we all had a certain arrogance. We thought, um, rightly or wrongly, that we were going to be, you know, once we hit the scene, we were going to sell this business in <laughs> two years, right. two, three. Oh, we're going to put this in Cheerios, and then we're going to sell the company. I mean, that's what we thought. Um, and I remember my first trade show, I was in Anaheim at the Natural Products Expo West show. Okay. And it was, you know, we had, we had a booth. We, the booth was set up. We were riding high. We thought we were going to dominate. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I wish I had the, the gentleman's name. Older gentleman walks up, um, asks us what we're doing, and I give him the, you know, I give him the elevator pitch, and and he looked at me, and he he said, uh, "Son, I'm gonna give you some advice." I've told the story a thousand times, but it, I, I'll never it's forget. The first it. time you're telling it to me, and I thought I knew everything about you. And uh, he said, "Son." I'm going to give you some advice. Go print out your resume. There's oh. thousands of companies here. But I guarantee you, you seem like a, you, you got a lot of energy. You seem like a good, good kid. Somebody will hire you at the end of the show. Because you'll never be successful putting probiotics on food. How often do you think about that? I, it, 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 it motivated me. It's, and there was, it, and, and I'm not kidding there were for the first four years of Ganaden, you know that almost seemed like a daily occurrence where yeah. something like that would happen and and it wasn't just no it was <laughs> cont- i mean you're going to contaminate and, and i won't get all technical in terms of the why and the science behind it or the i won't get into a sanitation discussion with you in terms of why but there was all every every time it was one step forward, three steps back, yeah. it, it seemed like. And there was always a reason why, you know. But, but to the credit, and, and this was a great lesson I learned, um, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And my, you know, and that was a great lesson from my two mentors at, at Ganaden in terms of how they handled those, those situations for me. Um, and... And there was no, you know, all of the, 
you know, any, any negativity that we faced, it was, we had, we had the team and, and almost an open checkbook, like, okay, if whatever it's going to cost for us to do the right thing, we're going to do it. Yeah. And, and eventually we started, you know, we just started plucking away and we found early adopters, early, emer- I call them emerging brands that were eager to innovate and we supported those emerging brands as if they were General, General Mills or Kellogg's. But a funny thing happened. Um, as they started to grow, eventually those, those brands were acquired by the General Mills and Kellogg's of the world. And then, and, and then the rest really started taking off for us. So um, I think if you do the right thing and, and uh, you have a principled approach to... So in that business, you're going to be successful in that prior experience. And I think you said it took like four and a half years for you to really see change and breakthrough. Was it educating? Was it work that you were affirmatively doing, educating people about the benefits of the like probiotic ingredients that changed things? Or was it just an environmental change where all of a sudden, you know, other people started doing the same thing and, and, became more commonplace. It wasn't more commonplace. For us, it was, it was a constant, um, we were constantly building, for instance, our, our story, our, you know, clinical studies, doing, and constantly proving out the constant, the different, you know, we had to show, the, the, the foundation of the business was, probiotics in products outside of yogurt, which was not considered viable, right? You know, it was probiotics are live organisms. These are, you know, any application that we did was met with a bit of, you know, you know, is, is that snake oil? Is that, that you can't do that? That's not viable. So we had to prove out those concepts through, you know, doing different applications, doing shelf life studies, doing clinical studies on the actual strain of bacteria. And this takes time. Doing safety dossiers, cleaning protocols takes time. Um, and, and again, we just, anything that we knew, you know, I remember meeting with some very big CPG companies and they basically, hey, if you get this, 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 and this, you know, we'll consider this. Using this ingredient, CPG is that consumer consumer products. products. Okay, okay. So let me let me ask you this. So you know, we talked about all the nose that you had to hear, and all the you know the culture shift that happened to where towards the end at Ganadin before it sold. I mean, you could find something that Ganadin had touched anywhere mm-hmm. you went. But then you started this business after Ganadin sold, which is very different. You know, you, it, you called it a consult. You're a consultant. You're a growth accelerator. When did you start to see that being an opportunity, and what kind of opened that up? So, really, it, the the genesis of Step Change started. You know, I almost want to say before um, the sale of Ganadin. It was yeah. circa 2015, 2016, where I would get calls from you know, different ingredient companies, professionals asking me, you know, all of a sudden it was, you know, hey, how did you do this? Or, you know, it wasn't just come work for us. It was, can you help us? You know, what, what, how did you persevere? Or how did you get, you know, 
what was the strategies? What was what was what did you what did you guys do? What was the secret sauce? Yeah, and uh, you know, really, I'd say that that's when it started. I knew, so I, I was at um, Carry Group I, right. I, for for a few years, and and then during you know, I knew during COVID that this was, you know, this was something that. You know, it was in my bones. Yeah, it was. It was a dream of mine to 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 you know to do this, and um, you know, I, I knew. You know, you know, it was, it was just a matter of when, and uh, so. And I know, for example, you just got back uh, from you were in Switzerland last in Switzerland, week, or yeah, week before um, at you know just one of your industry trade shows, but I'm thinking about the story that you told me earlier about you know, the old man and you were like the kid at the trade show and he's telling you to go find other jobs to now. What's it like for you when you're in that arena now? Are, you still, are, are you still selling something? Uh, that never leaves you. Yeah. And I think the moment it leaves you, that's a problem. I think I try to approach every, every conversation I have with a bit of humility and, and, uh, Humbleness, yeah. Because I know, again, it it that person is still there. I I, I still yeah. I don't necessarily see myself as this, you know, it's leader. It's, it's very I, similar. But I, I can tell you, um, for for me, I'll just use most recent when I was in Switzerland. It was an incredible. You know, I, I walked out of that. The, that those three days in Switzerland and the meetings that we had, just knowing that we're on the right track, that ingredient companies need help, that we are, yeah. what, what we're doing, we have a really thoughtful approach in terms of how we, how we work. Our team is first class. It's the good, you know, in a lot of respects, it's the Canadian team. Um, but we've added additional um, talent that are, is just, for, again, world-class. And I'm only as good as, you know, I'm not, if I'm ever the smartest person in a room, I'm in the wrong room. And you know, I've said that a lot, but I'm incredibly grateful for the team that I have. So there's, there's like so many different paths I want to go down with you. But, um, when you were at Ganadin, when you told that you were a senior vice president, I know you were, you know, one of the top senior people there, but now with step change, even though some of the faces are the same, a lot of the faces are the same, this is your show. This is something that you started. What's it like for you to be putting something together now that's really your your imprint? Psychologically, how is that? Um, it is the most rewarding experience. I think anyone starting a business, it starts with the people and the culture you create. And for me, having an openness, having um, creating that environment where people want to come to work, and, and, and allowing them the freedom. And I think this is important too. Um, I'm not a micromanager. I, 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 I want people to feel free to create, you know, it's a very creative, I know that's, it might, might sound strange, but when you're dealing with product development and dealing with different ingredients and, and all sorts of different applications that you want people to feel free and, um, allowing them the freedom to create the freedom to make mistakes. I think that's so important. Yeah. And, um, again, I, I'm, I couldn't be 
happy or more grateful for the team that followed me and, and allows me to do this. What skill do you wish that you had that you still feel like you need to develop on as you I'm, grow into like this new venture? For me, um, it's not necessarily a skill. It's, it's, it, for me, you can't do it all. And it's, you know, you want to do everything, yeah. you, when, when, especially when you're looking at opportunities and you have to be, you have to be selective. We had this discussion last week. We have to be selective with who we work with. We can't, yeah. we can't, we're still, and I'd say we're past startup mode, um, but we're, we're, we can't, we have to be mindful of, you know, we want. It's more important that we do great work and deliver for the for the client and the customer, and deliver at, at speed, and not just can't you can't handle everything. I uh, I wish. I think the other skill for me is um, taking taking a moment to um, reflect. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty high energy. Pretty. Uh, Go, 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 go. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I, I taking, you know, taking a deep breath, enjoying the moment and yeah. letting things, you know, work through its pace. So just hearing you talk about this and, and it hits me a lot when we talk just because, um, you know, I am very fortunate to have somebody that house is right next to mine that I can just walk over and run an idea past you. Or when we talk about what's going on in our work lives, there's often like so many similarities. And even though, you know, the type of business that you have is so different from mine, when I hear you talking, the lessons are the same for anybody who is starting a disability practice or really starting any kind of business. Delegation um, and, and the importance of, you know, for you, it's picking ingredients that you want to, you know, work with. For us, it's picking which clients we want to take on. You know, when I was a young attorney, there was this natural inclination to, if somebody's willing to sign my representation forms, here you go, sign them up. Because I don't know when the phone's going to ring again. But you really don't start differentiating yourself as, you know, somebody who's good at what you do until you say no to people that you can't really help when you know that going on. And you know, with the management side, just when it was just me and two, you know, one and a half really paralegals, I had to do everything. But if you want to get to the next level, you've got to be pushing things on to other people and letting other people's strengths come through. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny. I think there's, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I think, you know, you never know if you're going to be a, a good leader. I, and, and to just say, hey, I'm a great leader, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think you have to approach it with a sense of confidence, but also a tremendous amount of self-awareness. Yeah. And you use the word delegate. Delegate. And, and even the team that I have now, as they're building their teams, it's really important. I think that's the one word I use. You, you have to offset that. It's, it's, on, it's on you to delegate responsibilities out and yeah. not hoard them. Because, and not get too tied to, um, you know, we, we have uh, one of my colleagues says, uh, you know, every project is her baby. 
well, that's not a good approach. <laughs> right, right. We have to be more transactional and we have to be more, you know, astute to what can go wrong and, and delegating things out. It's more important to, to get the work done than it is to, you know. I'm, I'm curious, what's a win for you? So as you go through your day, what happens? What, what, what is a win for step change? What happens that you guys are like, yeah, what gets everybody excited? Revenue. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 we're still a business. We, we get excited by closing deals. Yeah. And, and, and to me, it's, it's personal. It, it, you know, when, pe- when people, when companies sign up with us, they're, you know, they're, they're signing up for, you know, to me, it's, it, 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 there's, there's that sense. Like we trust you. Yeah. We trust your team. We need help and we, we are putting our faith and our money. <laughs> right. To you to help us. So that's a great, um, that's a great, you know, that's a great motivator. And, and again, we're, we're not just, you know, I, I call us a consulting firm or a sales accelerator, growth accelerator. Um, you know, the programs we, you know, we're not just saying, Hey, do this. We're, we're not showing them. We're actually doing. And a lot of the, the methods that we're implementing are really unique for our industry and, and outside of the box. So I am, again, I, and and we're proving them out and that's also really exciting too. So just to see, you know, some of the hypotheses that you've put together in, in action and working is, is really cool too. So, yeah. but um, motivation is, I think if you have to, if you, if, if you, if you don't come into work every day with some level of motivation, what's the point? Oh, totally. Go do something else. Yeah. Find something that does motivate you. Yeah. I think there, you know, for me, it's simple. You know, I, I talk a lot with my team about emotional purposes um, explain that emotional purposes. You have to have something that drives you and, and I, everyone has their own different emotional purpose. It may be financially driven. It may be personally driven. Who knows? I, nobody can. The only person that can tell that to you, I think you have to dig into that, understand that. And then I think that that opens up the door to get the best work out of yourself. Do you ever struggle or do, do the people on your team ever struggle to identify what their emotional purpose? I is? hope, I'm sure they do, but I hope, uh, you know, I hope at some point just forcing them to think about it. Yeah. Um, opens up some doors and I think that's, you know, it's, it's one of those things you hope that they're, they're digging yeah. into that because I think when they, when they have their emotional purpose in line, then the motivation follows and. And, and it also helps you figure out how to manage them and Absolutely. work with them when you know what it is that they, that gets them up and gets them. You have to. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's crucial. That's key. Do you know what my emotional purpose is, Joe? Uh, Tell me. It's donuts. All right. It's donuts. I thought you were going to say Eliana and Dylan and. Yeah, no, it's it's donuts. It's donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Edit that part out. (laughs) Um, but this is the uh, Donuts Disability and Discourse podcast. Now, we are going to make our kids very jealous right now because I know that our kids like to sit and watch uh, my donut videos. They do, actually. All the time. But we are, again, let's here. Go, let's go nuts. We're, we're, we're going to go nuts for these donuts <laughs> here at Royal Donut in Parma. 
Joe, you picked the donut today. What donut are we sampling? Well, I'm not a I'm not a big sweet eater, but I I pick glazed. Here's why. I think if a donut shop does a good glazed donut, you know you got a good you got a good uh, you got a winner. Shop. You know what? You're not the first guest that's actually said that exact same thing. So I. There may be a day when we judge every place by its glazed donut. It's it's pretty boring, but I, I again, that's I'm I'm well. Let's a traditionalist. Let's yeah. dig in and sample them. Have All right. thank you, have sir. in the bag. You're right. welcome, sir. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for thank you for having out. me. This is awesome. Without any further ado, oh, that is good. One. You know what's interesting? I've probably been to this donut shop twenty times over here. the years. Growing up on the east side, we didn't, I mean, we had a place like this, and then it's... I've probably been here 20 times. CBS now. Everything up there but the glazed donut. Tell me what you think of it. It's like, it's like, almost melts in your mouth. It's perfect. Really? Real donuts. Royal donuts. You know what? Two kings here at Royal Donut. There we go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Triple D Podcast. Donuts, disability, and discourse. Rate, subscribe, and tune in next week for more discourse and donuts.